Welcome back to Exquisitely Aligned, where we know the answers are on the inside. We live in a world begging for us to conform, asking us to play roles and follow the rules. And sometimes when we do that, we give up parts of ourselves that we then need to release later at any time, whenever that might be, so that we can live exquisitely aligned. I'm Gina Meyer Vincent, and today I am thrilled to bring you Juliet Doris, Juliet C, sorry, Doris Williams. She is a wife, a mother, a licensed social worker administrator, providing executive leadership of a peer recovery organization. Throughout her adult life, she has learned to successfully navigate the challenges that come with being a survivor of trauma and its accompanying twin depression. And I love when you say that, Juliet, because it's so um, eloquent, but also so true how they um, come together. Juliet credits the transformative power of her Christian faith therapy and peer support as instrumental for her healing. She is the author of two published works. Juliet was born and raised in Indianapolis and now lives in central Ohio with her husband. And I love this number one cheerleader and soulmate, Timothy Sr. Their growing blended family includes four adult children, spouses, partners, grandchildren, and great-grands, which I love too. She is a lifelong learner with an insatiable curiosity and a seriously expensive addiction to books. So welcome, Juliet. I am so delighted to have this time with you today. Hi, Gina. Thank you. I'm, that's, always, that's always funny to hear that, but because uh, it was all true, all true. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All true and so beautifully written. And um, so we do believe you sleep at some points. It, I, I, we, we know how busy you are. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes I apparently need to be reminded to sleep and rest. So, so there's a thing. Um, and I might need to add that to the bio. Right. I was going to say, is that your cheerleader asking you to like, okay, come like, on now. Stop yes, stop it now. <laughs> so let's. Let's feed you, let's give you some water, and let's put you to rest to lay That's down it. for a little That's bit. It. That's it. So, Juliet, you and I spoke briefly the other day, and um, there was just so many things in common from our uh, passion for um, dragonflies to yes. the color turquoise to, um, you know, transformation and healing. And so... I'd love to touch on each of those things. Um, do you want to share, if you don't mind, a little bit about how we discovered that we both enjoy dragonflies? You were saying you put a post out. Um, I, I did. Well, I, I did. And um, I think I was, um, as I was shopping around for um, a new social media platform, because there's so many these days and it's hard to keep up. Um, and I... Um, I talked about how I had evolved um, from butterflies because I'm uh, known around <laughs> as <laughs> as the butterfly woman people, and I have this collection that I didn't that I didn't do myself because people know mm -hmm. you know find out that I love butterflies and they and they just show up miraculously. Yes. You know, I have these candy dishes and pillows wow. and all the things. I'm like it's like 
okay, pictures, postcards, whatever. Yes. And so some people find out you love them. And so then, then they just magically appear. Yeah. Um, and so, and so for years and years that, uh, um, that was very symbolic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I discovered the dragonfly and the spiritual meaning behind that, that it was, yes, it was, it was absolutely about, uh, change and growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and the, um, the journey, uh, yes. the life cycle of the butterfly, how, um, it has to, you know, crawl around for a minute and, uh, as the caterpillar and then go into the chrysalis and do its, do, you know, go, you know, mm-hmm. close in and, and, um, go into a, um, enclosed growth season. I'll call it that. And then it has to claw its way out literally of that chrysalis mm-hmm. in order to, that for that metamorphosis of the mm-hmm. the beautiful wings and all of that and it has and it has to go through that process of clawing out clawing itself out yeah. of that chrysalis in order to for that beautiful transformation to happen and so i mm-hmm. so identified with that journey because that felt so life impactful and so mm-hmm. similar to my own journey of having to crawl out of um uh gosh, um, uh, learned behaviors, um, survival, um, Mm -hmm. and, um, in order to, to find, find a self, right. And so my journey to finding a self has been, well, hard. And so it's it's not easy. And, and then, um, in the last few years, um, actually this has been a, a manifestation since maybe since and during um, the COVID, um, the 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 height the height of COVID yeah. and that whole journey. I think like three plus years maybe, um, and <laughs> so, craziness. Uh, yeah, and so and uh, the so and and I came across the dragonfly, mm-hmm. and and the dragonfly kicks that transformation up a notch and then talks about evolution. And yes. so you can transform, but will you evolve and will mm-hmm. you, will you grow? Will mm-hmm. you, are you, are you challenged to continue to evolve? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's, it's more than transformation. It is about evolution. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, oftentimes I speak about having been through hell. Um, yes. And, you know, I'm glad you said yes, because I know some people are like, oh, don't use that word. But having been through something, sometimes I use the word hellish to make mm-hmm. it sound a little more <laughs> no, pleasant, but it's, it's not pleasant, right? H E L L. Sometimes it's in neon or glitter, you know, with, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, and that we have to come out the other side, like I know you said clawing, which is true, or like wiping off the ash, you know, yes. and and yes. crawling to that place where we find the light and, um, you know, maybe become the light, shine our light so brightly that we inspire others. And, and that was clear to see in you when we met at the end of last week, because uh, you just glow and... I I thank you for doing the 
work because transformation is not easy. It doesn't have to take forever. In my opinion, there are ways to, um, partner with people, find the help, find the right people who can help you. Um, I, I believe it's an inside journey, um, instead of being on the outside of what, what a woman my age should look like or sound like or wear or do or be as a mom, Mm -hmm. you know, my kids would say, well, so-and-so's mother or everyone's mother. And I'm like, well, I'm not everyone, you know, I don't have those kids and this is the way I'm raising you. And yeah, might not be fun cleaning a bathroom, but you're going to know how to clean a bathroom, you know, right. That's right. Or whatever it is, whatever I wasn't giving into that, um, that they felt they should do because someone else was doing. Um, so it was tough <laughs> raising two kids when you're like, yeah, no, that's nice, but <laughs> very nice, but not going to happen here. You could even ask your <laughs> father. I already convinced him it's not happening here now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but um, I, I too love dragonflies. And honestly, after I got the off the call with you, I had two of them floating around me as I went outside. Wow. Um, and That's I was trying. To, yes, I was trying to catch them on video to send to you, but it, it um, they were just flying <laughs> so wide. Yeah. I knew you would have been dizzy trying to find, well, okay, now they're here, they're like, you know. So anyway, but you were definitely on, on my mind uh, as I was watching them and just enjoying every minute of it, Make, making time to do that during the day. But um so for you, when you mentioned in your bio, when I read uh, trauma with the, uh, I think you said ugly, did you? Now that I moved the paper, tw- it's twin, the ugly twin, twin tr- um, depression. Accompanying tent twin. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't mind, would you share for us um, as little or as much as you feel comfortable with today? Because I think we've all been through hardships, traumas, um, hellish experiences. And I think sometimes people are afraid to give a voice to them, maybe thinking they might be judged or feeling vulnerable, you know, like my shirt is, is sheer, you know, like, like we're, we're, um, showing our undergarments. And so, um, if you don't mind sharing a little bit, because I believe when you share and give it a voice, you give the power to others to step up and share what they've been through. Oh, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, and so, um, and I, I should say um, bef- before I get into that, um, that I'm um, very comfortable actually in sharing uh, one that I am a childhood and adult trauma survivor and and the reason that I'm comfortable is that the work that I do, I mean, this is kind of an everyday kind of thing. And so at any given point, I may be, um, I may need to, or I may be compelled to share a little bit of that journey with the, with the people that we serve or the people that I lead in, in my mm-hmm. agency, in my agency. And so, um, that's, uh, that's just the joy and the benefit of working in a peer recovery organization. So, um, mm-hmm. and so we'll talk about that at some point. Um, yes, please. I should say also that I, trauma is not a, 
trauma recovery is not a one and done. It's, mm. it's, uh, talk about that evolution, right? Yes. Um, yes. it, um, it, uh, it's like a living experience and that you continue, I continue to grow and learn and, uh, understand deeper meanings. Not that, you know, yes. I was, I, I, not that painful stuff. I was looking for the meaning and the purpose behind them, but these are things that happened to me. And so, um, so, and I, and I survived them and, and beautifully um, survived, beautifully survived. Yes. Thank you. Um, and that, um, that survival journey is really what we're, what we talk about when we talk about the traumas. And so, so multiple traumas, um, the, um, child, the childhood part. So, um, my, um, my parents were young, um, and well, young and, didn't know. And of course, this is me, you know, in looking back, right there, a retrospective view. And so, and, uh, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm older now. And so I can, I can take that, that approach and, and see it with those in a, in a very clear eyed way. Uh, and I've had a lot of therapy. So, (laughs) so they were young and didn't know what they didn't know and Mm -hmm. couldn't do what they didn't have, weren't equipped to do. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I absolutely know having, now that I am a parent, have been a parent, uh, both a, uh, a parent of, of a child that I birthed and a parents of children that I, that I, uh, inherited via marriage, um, is that you can't give something that you don't have. Yeah. And so, um, does that let them off the hook? No, but, I, I see that now that they couldn't mm-hmm. give what they didn't have or what they weren't right. giving themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I grew up in a, in a very physically and emotionally neglectful, chao- mm. chaotic environment, moved around a lot. Parents were together and not uh, violence in the home. Um, just, it was very chaotic. And I was, I was an only child. Of, of my parents then. And so I was a little bit of the bouncing ball. And so, um, a lot of schools, um, very unstable, um, mm-hmm. very unstable environment. And so, and that was, um, and I was alone a lot. I was, um, uh-huh. one, one of, one of my earliest memories is just being home alone, um, yeah. at, uh, five, um, wow. maybe younger. Yeah. A home oh, alone. wow. I have goosebumps. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. I was, I was, I was alone a lot. So I learned pretty early that I was on my own and I I had to figure out things on my own. Um, Mm -hmm. and that has, uh, sadly that little, um, tendency of, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not being, not knowing how to ask for help. And right. that, that's, that's a, that's a lingering kind of thing that I'm learning better to do. But, um, because I was on my own, I had to figure out things way, Absolutely. way early. Um, and so I was on my own and that's, um, uh, that's, that's, that's traveled with me throughout all of my, uh, experiences. And so, and so being a child without, guidance and mm-hmm. without, um, firm grounding, mm-hmm. um, that I think sets one up for 
um, things that happened. I mean, it was like a perfect, a perfect setup for Mm -hmm. me to meet a man who initially made me feel safe and secure and, um, and, and have, have a family of course too. And mm-hmm. so, uh, cause I had these hopes and dreams. I call it now my white picket fence mentality. Yeah. Of, yeah. Um, wanting to have the, you know, the husband, the 2.5 kids, the dog the fence, <laughs> all the things. Um, so I had, I had that image, you know, in my head about mm-hmm. what I thought nuclear family is or what I thought family was. Cause I certainly mm-hmm. didn't have that growing up. And so, but I, I, I met, I met a man, married the man. Um, and that man ultimately, uh, turned out to be abusive in every way. Uh, wow. uh what it, and all of the, um, definitions of, of abuse, um, uh, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, sexually, um, wow. Back, wow. back in that, back in those days, they didn't uh, consider it. I don't know if they, they I think right. they've changed laws now about marital, mm-hmm. marital mm-hmm. rape, rape, but ah. that was, uh, that was an experience that, uh, ah. I, uh, survived, um, yeah. in, in that marriage and, um, the upside. Well, when I survived, obviously, cause I'm here, here with you, um, and did have the house, um, did have all the, the appearance of what appeared to be a good life. I had, I had friends uh-huh. tell me when I, when I find, I didn't disclose cause those, you know, still right. Di- right. In dirty little secrets. You don't tell what's right. going on in your house and everything's peaches and cream, peaches and cream. And so, and I, I'm a good, I'm a good faker. Um, uh-huh. so I, you know, I can put the face on like everybody right. else and everything, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah and what work that must have been right that the energy that that must have taken to like appear like everything is wonderful wonderful yeah when I would think you would feel um violated but also frightened yes you know yes yeah yeah and I I learned to I learned some super powerful skills of of uh of uh, compartmentalizing a lot yeah. of things. And that came from the childhood stuff of being on my own yeah. and having to figure it out. Um, so, cause I can figure it out. I'm smart. I can, I can figure it out. I can fix this. Um, but in any case, well, I didn't fix it. Um, what I did do though, um, the, the, there's, there is a joy, there is joy because my, my daughter was, was born to that union. And um, sadly um, she, had to witness some pretty mm. unpleasant things before Juliet's like, okay, that's enough of that. We're not, we're not doing that. So we're not, we're not doing that. Um, I, it, it stops here. It, we're not doing this. And so, um, so because I, and I, you know, I lived with it for several years until mm-hmm. the, the one day that it, um, that, situations happened in front of, in front of the kid. And I'm like, Nope. Yeah. Or yeah, this, that's, that's, that's too far. (laughs) So that's too far. That's enough of that. And so I, I look, I left, um, Mm -hmm. I left and, uh, we separated for about a year, tried to reconcile again because guilt, mommy guilt, all the things. And, uh, that was like, that was short lived. And so finally I left, left for good. 
um, and uh, became single parent for uh, quite a long time. Found a home mm-hmm. um, in made a home for myself yeah. and my daughter. Um, found um, some solace in uh, church because I had I had I had grown up in the church, and so mm-hmm. the church church was a big part of my own um, just just my own grounding. Uh, spiritual grounding. So I, in ways that I haven't really dug into a lot, but it was, it's always been a, a grounding place for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I found a church cause I walked away once I left the church also, because I had this image in my, in my head about the, you know, the white picket fence and yeah. all, all the things that the, the, the Christian Bible teaches about marriage and all that stuff. I had all that stuff in my head as well. Um, but then I walked away, walked away from church, walked away from God, walked away from marriage, walked away from life and, and built it, um, from, from the ashes that were, um, were my life at that point. And mm-hmm. so that set me up for a whole other journey through church and ministry and, and all of that stuff. And, um, I, 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 I spoke to the, shedding, um, that word and the unlearning of things. Um, some of the, some of that, those early messages that I got in, in my childhood, uh, church grounding, um, stuck with me. And so I, there's been, I, in, in my, in my latest book, I talk about, the unlayering process that mm-hmm. I go through mm-hmm. to just keep um, peeling off yes. that indoctrination and peeling off yeah. what what was me, what was not me, what was Correct. what was somebody else's interpretation of what I was reading, and because I was I was devout, pretty devout mm-hmm. in terms of my faith and studying the Bible and all of that, I was I was very devout, and so and I've. Um, it's, it's interesting to me when, um, people try to try to church talk me, um, <laughs> because I'm like, sis, sis, sir, you don't, you don't know what you get, you doing. So do you really want to go down this path? Okay. Let, let's go. So let's, let's go. Cause I have read the book two or three times cover to cover. I went to school for this. So, you know, don't, 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 don't come for me because you might not like what you get if you, if you do that. And so, um, but so the, that devotion to what I, what, what sort of got manifested in, Mm -hmm. in church setting, really also there's this word again evolved into a broader more spiritual connection to Mm -hmm. the universe and to humanity um i I discovered my humanity right yeah once i once i shed some layers and Mm -hmm. i I discovered common humanity and that we're all just we're all just struggling to try to understand trying to understand meaning and find our purpose Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. find um what 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 the heck are we what what the heck are we doing here and and Mm -hmm. why and Mm -hmm. how do we how do we make that make sense Right, right. And so then fast forward to COVID. 
Um, so for many years, um, some of my, some of that evolution was sort of, I don't, I don't know the word to use, um, stopped. It was, mm-hmm. uh, maybe stopped up like a stuff stuffy nose, yeah. um, with my, um, desire to reconcile with my mother. Um, my, my father died, had died some many years ago when I was 24 or so. And my mother, um, for reasons, um, I think now I think some undiagnosed mental, mm. uh, illness and, um, and in therapy, when I've talked to my therapist about it, my, my therapist clearly get diagnoses it for me. It's like, huh, I wasn't thinking that I was thinking something, <laughs> something else. And, um, but, um, but some of my, so having to let that go that I, I, I held on to that for the longest yeah. time because I wanted, I wanted the mother that I never had and sure. apparently was not going to get because she died mm-hmm. um, in December of 2020, the first, mm-hmm. um, the first year of COVID. Yeah. So, so COVID was just a tough year um, on, on all of us that first year. Yes. And I had, I, it was already tough. I was running an agency trying to, I was worried about how to keep these 29 humans that I, that I lead safe and well, and it was tough. It was tough, Mm -hmm. tough, tough year. Um, the, the whole George Floyd, um, murder, Mm -hmm. which um, as an African-American woman, um, it was so impactful. And, um, so all the, all the trauma of, of that, I mean, racism in and of itself is on the trauma spectrum. And so having to have those images in your head and Mm -hmm. having that be the subject of constant conversation, it took its toll. Yeah. I did not realize that it took its toll um, until uh, so three, three things happened in the month of December, 2020. Um, One of my, one of my team mates died due to complications of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my teammates, um, relative, close relative died of via overdose mm-hmm. and, my, and my mother died. Um, right. So two things that were sort of outside of myself, but impacted me in ways that I didn't yeah. expect. And, right. then my, and then my mother died. And, and I didn't know she was, and she apparently learned she'd been sick for some time, didn't know any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause we were, we were estranged and that's when all the tools that I had, that compartmentalization stuff, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, tool that I use to just keep my, keep walking upright and, uh, keep, um, going just, uh, well, the, the, the closet that I stuffed all those feelings in was full and it wasn't, and it just, it all came tumbling out. Yeah. All came to, I told, uh, I've been telling people that the door to the closet, uh, just sort of said, yep, nope. Yeah. (laughs) The vision I'm getting, it's like, it came unhinged. Unhinged. Yep. Nope. Not happening. No more. So yeah. can't put another, another thing in that closet, Juliet, you got a deal. 
now. Yeah, and I think um, I think that um, if I could stop you for just a second, I sure, think sure. That, I think that happens a lot, Juliet. I have a client who recently that word came up, compartmentalizing things, and she said, "Well, I can do it for this in my work." And I said, well, if that's the case, when your neighbor says something that's similar to what you see in your work, you know, oh, I didn't think about, you know, but um, she compartmentalizes a bunch of different things. And after a while, I just wonder, because I kept saying, maybe if you step away from this, like shed is your word, right? release this, stop doing this, you'll feel healthier. It won't, re- you know, it won't play on your mind. It won't, you'll sleep better, la, la, la. Um, and, you know, she's like, well, I compartmentalize these things and it works for me. And I thought, okay, I'm not sure how long that would work for. So that's it, the vision I just got was like, boom, you know. The- <laughs> it, it can work for a long time and it will work until it stops. And yeah. so. Um, and I, you know, I was fine. I was perfectly fine. Um, until the, the hinges of the closet of the, the door, uh, the, of that closet where I was stuffing things said, not a single thing can we put in here anymore. <laughs> and so, and it all came tumbling out. And so I probably need to update my bio to talk about the accompanying twin of depression and hello, it's kissing cousin anxiety. It's like, yeah. oh, that's what that is. So, yeah. um, so I had a lot of feelings that I didn't mm-hmm. know what to do with. So, and because because over the years, I I know that um, to uh, keep the the phone number of the therapist handy. Mm-hmm. So, um, so made the phone call. Uh, took took a minute to get into her office because apparently a lot of us during that time yeah. were struggling, Correct. right? Yes. So, it, was, it was all of a sudden um, people were being honest and truthful and sharing yes. that this yes. is this is making me feel a way that's not good, it's and I'm ready and raising their hand to say, "Hey, I'm ready for help." And so, I mean. I hate that we went through it. I hate you went through this. But in the same sense, I'm thankful for the enlightenment you chose for yourself and that you trickled down to your your gorgeous family and everyone you, whose lives you touch with your podcast, your books, here with us today um, in your agency and so forth. Because, you know, I, I just say kudos to you for that. But do tell us how did... So you, you got the appointment and these were feelings like, whoa, an ocean of, I'm guessing like a wave, a big wave of of emotions. Definitely, definitely a wave. Um, Because I had compartmentalized so long, um, Gina, I, um, it was hard for me to even articulate emotion, Mm -hmm. my own emotions. Um, And so... So a therapist did, uh, um, helped, gave me an exercise, um, mm-hmm. to initially to keep a color chart of, Ooh. of emotion. And yes. so I can find, so I had words to describe what I was feeling. Yes. And so, cause right then I was just a ball of emotion and I couldn't right. separate anything out. Um, so I, I kept a color chart for, couple, three weeks. And I was pretty religious about it because that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, so well, and I, I, I think you see the end. And I, 
I think you're religious about it because you know you see the end in sight. You, you're you're ready for the healing, you yeah. know. And yeah. and I love that about you because it 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 makes us do the work. Then yes. right, we yes. we we do want to be religious about something when we know this can help us to get to the next evolution to be the yeah. finest version of ourselves. So yeah. So I, I, so I did that, um, and found words, um, and, you know, mm -hmm. simple words, emotions. I mean, there's, you know, sad, mad, glad, happy, you know, whatever they, I didn't have simple words. I mean, I'm a, sure. I'm a smart, intelligent woman and I didn't have words <laughs> to describe how I was feeling. Um, and so she gave me the words, she gave me the colors and said, or oh, you can assign the colors. She said, but keep this chart. I want to, I want to mm -hmm. know where you're at. And so, um, and meanwhile, I also discovered because I'm a, I have a serious addiction to books and information. I discovered, um, tapping meditations yes. and, um, and I said, huh, well, okay, I can do that from home. It's 10 minutes. I can try that. And so, yes. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. And so, and I tried that too, along with the, um, the color charting, um, yeah. and, um, that actually, both both things were super impactful in terms of helping me to get to the first appointment, to the next appointment, to the next yes. appointment, because I'm ready. I'm like, I'm going to need some medication. I need you. I need you to give me some medication. I was there. Um, yeah. And she said, OK, well, let's. OK, before we do that, because <laughs> I'm like. I need a pill. Give me a pill, please. Um, and so, okay, before we do that. All right. So, so I got through some, you know, employed some other uh, strategies um, yeah. to, to keep me intact uh, emotionally or keep, keep me yeah. in, a, in a calm, peaceful, relatively speaking place. Um, and then over the next um, 18 months, mm. um, working with that therapist, with her, I, I, lots of that unlayering again yes. um, of, the, you know, talk a lot of talk about my mother and a lot of talk about my parents and a lot of talk about my childhood and how I got here and, yeah. and um, trying to make sense of why, why is this this way and how do we get here and having a proper, you know, you don't want, don't want to diagnose people that you've never met at all, but right. you know, with her giving me, and I'm a social worker and I missed it because I missed it. Cause I thought it was like, she's like super depressed or something, yeah. or she's a, she's probably a trauma survivor herself and yeah. you know, all the things. And she's like, yeah, no, it's deeper than that. And so she gave me books to read and Oh, it's like, okay. So I was dealing with something completely different than what I thought I was dealing with. And, um, and it was never going to work. So, um, and so I could let myself off the hook for not being able to fix the relationship with my mother. Yes. And, and I, I think that at the end of it all, the, or what triggered the, the closet door, like, you know, yeah. demolishing itself, um, was the hope of that some kind of normalcy with my, with my remaining parent. Um, it was gone and um, I had to deal with the reality of what mm -hmm. that was. Yeah. And so, and once I, 
once I let go of all of that and all of that hope. And so then what are you left with? You're left with yourself. Yes. And, um, so, so talk about, um, that's when the dragonfly imagery started. That's exactly what I just saw in my mind. Evolution. 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 Evanescence, shiny. Yes. Just uh, carefree freedom movement. Yeah. That's exactly what I was seeing as you were speaking. There's there's transformation and then there's evolution. Yeah. Um, And so here we are. And uh, all through all of that. And so I, I, you know, I, I've shared the story of doom and gloom. um, But for 25 years, I, you know, had the, the wherewithal to meet a man who um, was uh, from, from the day that I met him um, to, to this day, um, Mm -hmm. 20, and we're just a few days past our 25th uh, wedding anniversary. And thank you. Um, He, he has been the one to um, help me understand the concept of home and family Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, 100% having your back support, um, and not not something that I had growing up. And again, um, that thing about being on my own, uh, forever, uh, not, and he has to remind me, Juliet, you don't have to fix this. Right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah. Juliet, you don't have to fix this. Okay. So let it go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my Tim. I, you're, and how, what a beautiful love story. I know that, um, he probably feels the same way about you and that's, well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I can feel it through the, through the camera, honestly. So that is just, um, and you know, I say kudos to you in so many ways and thank you. And, Unfortunately, English is really my only language that I speak fluently, but I I feel like there's oftentimes not the right words to be able to say, I commend you, Juliet, for being able to share so transparently, not just with me, but through your agency, through your family, with, you know, everyone and, um, and making it through to the other side with a smile on your face and a glow in your heart and that mm-hmm. shines through your eyes um, and to be able to put words to it. Because I think that I don't want to say what you've been through exactly the same way, but snippets of it are things other people have experienced or are yes. experiencing currently that maybe they haven't been able to do the transformational evolutional evolutionary work to get to where you are now. Um, but I know you inspire them. And for that, I'm happy to be walking the earth at the same time. And that Mary Lou has introduced us because, you know, it's, it's, it just makes the world a better place. That's, I guess, the way for me to say it. So, Kudos for you. I know um, 
We talked a little bit about shedding, which is a word that I may have to borrow and, and use. As Juliet would say, shed. <laughs> I told you before we started filming, I'm really loving that word. For me, I always use the word release, let go, whatever. You know, and I always tell people, listen, you're your own authority. I believe exquisitely aligned means that you, we remove all those veils like you were talking about and get to our true self, the one we were born to be. And those life experiences, how it shaped or polished or refined us um, versus those rules that we were playing by and the role mm -hmm. that we were asked to take on as wife, as mother, as entrepreneur, as somebody living in California versus, you know, you as an author, you, whatever people think we should look and appear like right. versus who we really authentically are. Um, and I love that that's who you are, your, your exquisite self um, each and every day. And that's incredible, but shedding, tell, tell me, no, thank you. Because I have two kids. I don't have grands and great, uh, great grands yet, but I have two children. And so, you know, when I meet someone like you and share this time with you, I say thank you from the bottom of my heart because you make the world a better place for my children. And hopefully mm -hmm. I have grandchildren, great grands one day. And um, that's what I think we're here for. You mentioned those questions like, why am I here? Or why am I still here? What am I here to do, uh, accomplish and finding humanity and I've always been a connector since I was small and a, a very, um, I want to say I have empathy, but empathic abilities where I feel other people and my daughter definitely, or my daughter's adopted. So I can't say she got it from me. Not at all. She's adopted and she definitely can feel other people's stuff, whether it's fabulousness or you know, the heaviness of whatever is going on. And mm -hmm. uh, so you shining your light, you know, makes people like us feel really good and, and it just lights the way for others. But I love the word shed. And you may have it. It's not mine. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> say, but I'm definitely going to use your um, name along with it. I like giving other people credit for uh teaching me along the way. Um, and it's such a simple, short four letter word, which, you know, mm -hmm. like the word busy is a word that I say to my kids, I don't want to hear. That's a four letter word, not allowed, you know, because I think we can be very busy doing things that don't bring us joy, that don't align with who we are, that um, maybe don't even matter. You know, right. Right. Um, and so shed another four letter word. I love it. But um, if you don't mind, tell us a few things or maybe one thing share with as much as you want things like how did that come about? And then what things have you shed? One of which I know is um, very heavy that now is light. But, uh, yeah. you know, if you want to whatever, because I'm guessing you've shed many things and and it's such a freeing experience when we release stuff that I, I was going to say doesn't belong to us, but uh, I don't know how you talk, uh, you refer to it, but things that are, are not Gina, you know, like right. they, maybe my that. parents wanted for Gina or my right. husband wanted for Gina or my kids right. wanted me to be this 
ideal mom. And I was like, no, I'm never going to win that award because I never put my name in the hat. I'm right. here to help you be the best, you know, person out there changing lives. That's my right. job. I'm not right. here to be putting a nice uh, note in your lunchbox. That's not who I ever was. You right. know? So the, the thing about shedding, um, and I, you know, I use release and let go also, um, the shedding part, the, the word why I think it, it feels like the word that, that yeah. I, that I go to, um, is because it takes work to do that. It, yes. um, it, it yeah. just, just the, the, the concept, the, the, the imagery of having to shed something that is work. You have got to crawl your way, claw, even I've used that word before yeah. your way out of that skin. Mm -hmm. um, it has become, it is shedding a skin, uh, a layer of yourself that doesn't mm -hmm. belong to you or does no mm -hmm. longer belongs to you right? right because right. it may have belonged. It may have fit. It may have felt right fit um, for, and for me for a lot of years. And when I, when I think about my, my journey out of the church, um, mm -hmm. it, it fit, it, it was comforting. It was sure. familiar and mm -hmm. leaving the, leaving the land of familiar is hard. Um, yes. it's just all, you know, in, uh, stepping out into, um, what may be countercultural or right? may, may be, you're, you might have to disappoint some people in order right. to choose, choose yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, you may have to, it is absolutely a series of saying yes to this and no to that. Yes. Um, and so that is, and, and if you're, and I'm also kind of high on the empathic stage, I'm an INFJ <laughs> that tells you anything. <laughs> so I've got, you know, I'm an introvert, I'm intuitive and I so high on the empath, um, mm -hmm. scale. Um, and you don't, and you feel people and you don't yes. want to hurt them. You don't want to disappoint them. You don't right. want to, you don't want to have to say no. Correct. Um, and when you get to that place of no, no, <laughs> just no, it's, it's, it's not easy um, right. for us. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, but probably a, a, a recovering people pleaser um, <laughs> as well. And so, um, and you want to make everybody happy and you want right. people and, and whatever role you have or play in that happiness of the mm -hmm. other person, you, you want to continue that. But at some point you have to choose yourself. And that's the biggest part is choosing me and letting, yes. uh, just getting it into my head that I was worthy. Yes. Worthy to be, to choose myself. Yes. And yeah. that has probably been the biggest, most important journey yeah. that is ongoing. It's not finished. Um, it's something yes. that I have to practice mm -hmm. um, that I am worthy to mm -hmm. choose myself, my own sense of worthiness. Yes. Um, it's not effortless. <laughs> no. It's not effortless. So. And I, I did um, 
I went down a rabbit hole for that, for worthiness. Why do so many people struggle with this? Why right. is it? How does it start? Where did it start? How do we, you know, and when I started doing the research, and you probably know this, it's centuries old. It's not something we just learned. This yeah. goes back and you can see it if you start really peeling away the layers. Right. Um it I, was, think, I think the church you know, has a lot to do with that. Yeah. I think I, I think that has done many of us a disservice in mm -hmm. the the what I now consider a misreading, a misinterpretation Correct. of 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 all of our holy books. I'm, well, I'm, I'm saying I, all of our holy books. So, yeah, and I'm glad you said that because for me, I never took it, even as a child, to mean that I wasn't worthy. So, but I love that the misinterpretation mm -hmm. or listening to someone else's, someone else's, uh, um, you know, what they believe or how they feel. I just never felt that yeah. personally from a young age. You know, I just felt like, no, this is all about love. This right. is the first four letter word that I was uh, seeing, feeling, you know, but again, and I'm guessing you were the same. I didn't see the world the way most other people saw it. So I just knew that like certain things I wouldn't express, I expressed, but then I realized, oh, people don't believe that or agree with me. So I'll just keep a little quieter, you know, until now, look at me, I have the microphone, the light and you across, right. <laughs> out, right. out of my even state, not doesn't even live next door as a neighbor, but you know, um, but yeah, technology. Yeah. But worthiness, that's a huge, huge thing that I think some people go their entire life and never, never. Mm -hmm. sadly, never connect to their worthiness. Um, and that's something I like to celebrate is, you know, helping people find that. So I'm, I'm so glad you, you touched on that. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, mm. I did want to share that I did find this goes back so far that it's not something that, you know, we maybe picked up as a three-year-old. This mm -mm. is something that goes beyond our parents, grandparents, great-grands, you know, we're talking centuries in yes. other countries, you know, where the United States was even established. I think it's, it's, the, it's, it's, it's become our, our universal human experience. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and if, and if we both think that, then it's also our universal human uh, work to, yeah. uh, to embrace worthiness. And mm -hmm. that in and of itself is countercultural. Right. 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 Yes. I could talk to you for days. <laughs> I can share some of my dragonflies with you. I love it. I love it. I mean, you know, I'm going to get a tattoo. So <laughs> I'm not there yet. So I'll watch you get the tattoo. I'll okay. hold your hand. You can squeeze my hand. A okay. bit <laughs> I, I won't watch you. I'll turn my head because okay. I'm not really fond of needles and I'll admire it afterwards. But, okay. uh, <laughs> but shedding. So what things have you, when okay. you're finding Great. that worthiness yeah. Yeah. and choosing it, because I believe it's something we have to choose throughout the day. Yes. Every and day. So mm -hmm. When I work with clients, I sometimes ask them to like at the beginning, set a, an alarm to do a morning and afternoon evening or whatever it is 
to just stack, like check in and see where are you at with worthiness? Where are you at with your emotions? Like you were saying, yeah. the color coded. I love that. Where are you at with the things you no longer want in your life? Did they pop up today? Okay. So now you see it's, it's getting less and the things yeah. you want more of are, you know, so that we yeah. have this awareness. But as you're, it's a process. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a daily process. Yes. But it's a fun process too, Mm. as you see the, 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 yeah. (laughs) Come on, Juliet, agree with me. It's a fun (laughs) process. Maybe on the other side. I don't know, but I'm back to it's, it's work. Um, yes. so, so one of the things that I've done, um, big thing that, uh, I, I don't talk a lot about because I mean, pretty much the, uh, pe- the proof is sort of in the pudding, um, because I keep of late, um, mm-hmm. I've been running into people that I haven't seen for two or three years. And so mm-hmm. they have, they haven't seen a smaller frame me. Um, and so when I, I'll walk past them, I'll go hello and they'll say hello. <laughs> and then I, you know, we're, you know, we're doing the polite, how you doing? And then, and then later they come up and say, I didn't recognize you. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot these days. So, yeah. And so I, I smile. I get that a lot. Um, but two, uh, gosh, four, four years ago. Um, hmm, no longer. Let me step back a minute and talk about the impact of living with trauma. Um, it it has a physical, it has a physical impact and we don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't think we talk, I know we don't talk about the physical impact of trauma on the physical body. Right. Um, and so I had early onset osteoarthritis, um, mm. had um, hip replacements mm-hmm. when I was uh, in my 50s. Um, mm-hmm. Even doctors were like, you're early, you're, you're young for, for these things. However, bone on bone will say, yeah, oh, yes. I might be young, but we're not living like this. Right. I, I got, I got stuff to do. <laughs> I can't be, I need to be mobile. And so, um, yeah, the pain with a hip, no. you're bone on bone. Mm-hmm. Like somebody said, well, what does it feel like? I said, it feels like somebody is electrocuting me. Uh-huh. You never know if the electricity is going to go upwards, you know, into yep. the torso or down the leg because yep. Mark would say, stop cursing. And I was like, it was the only, I hate to admit it, but like when it, you know, every time my left foot would touch the ground, mm. I wasn't sure yep. what was going to be. If I was going to fall because the pain was so intense or I was going to get a zing or right. I, or, or I managed the pain, you know, right. but when mm. it became that zing, oftentimes a not so nice word would come out of my mouth and I try to keep it under my breath. And he's like, stop doing that. I was like, no, I just, it's almost like fire that I had to release out of my body through my, through saying an ugly word, which it sounds so ridiculous if you've never experienced it, but it was right, right there, right there with you. Um, so I had, um, one, um, on one side, left side, right side, I forget which was first, but they're five years apart. So both hips were replaced in a five-year period. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, 
my Tim keeps reminding me because I, you know, I put it off for a, a long time with all the reactions that you were talking yeah. about. I yeah. put it off for a long time. He said, Julia, we're talking about quality of life. It's like, yes, yes, yes you're right. And you know, that, that process of choosing me, yes, worthiness, yeah. all that came into play. Um, so yes. I'm, I'm, I'm strong. I can do this and I can get through it. No, I could not. Um, and it's debilitating living with pain. Yes. Living in chronic pain, it's, it's emotionally, mentally, psychologically debilitating. Um, and so two, health, two hip replacements in five-year period. Fast forward 14 years later, the first hip replacement, the first implant failed. That oh, was, gosh. Yeah. That was 2019. Um, that was the year before COVID. So, right. um, so it failed. And luckily, I was at home in my house, walking from my home office to my kitchen when I was like, huh, that feels weird. <laughs> so, and then that was pretty much the last step that I took without uh, oh. crutches um, oh. because it, it didn't hurt. It wasn't painful because, you know, it's an implant. It wasn't like my yeah. bone, um, but yeah. it failed. And so into the hospital, I went uh, for them to replace my replacement replace my yeah. implant. They call it, they call it a hip revision. And you've been through this twice already, Juliet. So what, and, but that Gina, I got to tell you, um, that recovery period was so hard. I can only imagine it. It almost took me out when I was on I was unprepared right. emotionally. Right. I was, right. it was a surprise. I yeah. was not, you not prepared. You were feeling good. Yeah. Feeling good. So it's shocking. It was shocking. And, um, so the recovery from a revision is different than a recovery from an initial yeah. hip replacement. Um, and I was, I was emotionally debilitated. I was super non-mobile. I mm -hmm. was, um, completely not 100%, but 80% dependent upon mm -hmm my husband and, sure. the, and the people that the nurses and people that they would send to the house. Um, it almost took me out, Gina, yeah. emotionally. It almost took me out. I, and, and um, you're, you're a, like, what I want to give a voice to is you're a positive person mm -hmm. and it almost took you out. It almost took me out. And I think um, that uh, it's making me want to cry, Juliet, because I got to the point with my shoulder and my hip before they were both replaced um, you know, where I almost was like, if I'm going to live in this much pain, mm. do I really want to live? Right. And, right. um, right. you know, I first didn't share that. And then I said something to my husband and I said, Mark, you know me, like, this is not how I think. This is not what I believe. This is not how I think. This is like, it's scaring me that my brain went there. Right. It's, it's, so right. I, I yeah. hear you. I mean, it's bringing tears to my eyes because, you know, it's, I feel for the person who doesn't have the spirituality that you and I share, mm -hmm. the, the positive life, the supporting husband and kids and grandkids and great, great like the, the, the world that you've created for yourself of support. I, I wonder the person who's alone, right? Like really alone. Right. And we really, right. Yeah. Really not thriving. Um, 
body, mind, and, and soul. Right. Like, how do right. you get through that? It, it, it was, it was, it was hard. It was, it was just hard. Um, and, but obviously, you know, I did recover, um, yeah. but it was hard. And, but then I had to knowing one, okay. So I had one implant fail. The other one is just five years younger than the other, than the one that failed. Yeah. Um, okay. This, uh, this is a shot across the bow. What am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of changes lifestyle? What, what do I need to do? And I've always been, um, a plus size woman, um, my child from childhood forward. Um, and, um, so the osteoarthritis, that was, that was one shot across the bow that I probably ignored. Um, and the one hip replacement, then a second hip replacement and oh my God, a third really. Um, and, uh, so it's like, that's when I, I thought, okay. So talking to the, the, uh, orthopedist, orthopedic doctors. And so what, what are the things that I need to do? Um, and one of them was shed some weight, Juliet. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've, you know, tried every diet known to humankind, um, and failed, tried them, failed. Um, so it's not like I've not tried to lose. I mean, that's also seems like a universal, at least a universal female experience. Yes, correct. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you uh, even uh, quantified got that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Of, of we, you know, we're, we're too, we're too fat. We're too, whatever to, yeah. you know, not, not, not occupying our body fully. Yeah. Um, and so over a period of a couple of years, um, it took me a while mm-hmm. to, just come to grips with the fact mm-hmm. that, okay, I've tried all these other things and have failed. What yeah. is, what are some things, what are some things that I can, that other things that I haven't tried? Yeah. And so yeah. I, so I, I signed up for, um, with a, with a bariatric, um, doctor and, uh, um, center and, um, went through the long process of psychological examinations and lots of appointments and lots of testing and all the things to lead mm-hmm. up to, I think up to, I think it's going to be a year that I, um, plan, you know, was taking the steps and it was still like the day before, like two days before surgery. I had, I had weight loss surgery, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, two days before the surgery, I uh, finally said, okay, <laughs> doing this, even though I've been meeting with nutritionists, I've been meeting with the psychologists, I've been meeting with all the people. Yeah. Uh, it was still two days before surgery date. I'm like, maybe I could do this on my own. Cause I lost like, I don't know, 20 pounds. Um, yeah. just working with the nutritionist. Maybe I could do yeah. this on my own. And it's like, Juliet, stop it. Stop the madness. <laughs> I've done this before. Stop it. Yeah. And so you've done it before. And so I thought, yeah, no, get just get you gotta sometimes you just gotta get real with your own doggone self. Yeah. And um, so just surrendering to that I needed bigger help than what I was able to do myself. Cause I can do it on my yeah. own. Right. That's still yeah. that's, that, 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 um, that, that, that old child. messaging, yeah. that old messaging. Yeah. I can do yeah. this on my own. I can fix this. No, I've done it before I, yeah. mm, and yeah. failed. Yeah. Before. And again, <laughs> and again, rinse, yeah. rinse, rinse, repeat. Um, but, and then I had to go through some pretty devastating, um, 
medical interventions to resolve some things that, mm. um, that, that needed to be resolved. So I did, so I actually did go through yeah. with, uh, with obviously with the surgery and 105, six pounds later, uh, people don't recognize me. If they well, I was going to say that's like another person, you know, yeah. Yeah. like that, that's probably the size of the weight of my daughter. Who's four ten. you know? Okay. Well, if you, and I, she's four eleven. sorry, okay. so my daughter, who's four eleven, four, you know, five feet most days when she fluffs up her hair. No, <laughs> well, but, no, you know, think, well, think about your daughter. I'm just yeah. a couple of inches taller than her. I'm five one. Oh, wow. So, and think of that plus a hundred pounds. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, um, so that's, uh, that's been a journey in yeah. uh, learning how to eat differently and, um, uh, prioritize some things, minimize other things. I don't yeah. deny, don't deny myself of, of anything that I want. I just can't eat a lot of it, but you know, right. um, and, um, there's certain things that you absolutely, I absolutely prioritize, which is water and protein, yes. water, yes. protein. So, yes. um, and I think a lot of women don't realize the need for protein. Mm -hmm. They miss that. I know somebody who years ago wanted to have a baby and, um, you know, luckily her doctor said, you're not eating enough protein, mm -hmm. you know, yep. you can't, you're not supporting yourself enough. Right. Uh, and petite frame, uh, thin, young, fit, you know, uh, was she even 30? I don't know, but let's say 28 to 32 age right? and, um, healthy otherwise, but it's like, yeah, you, you're not taking in. So I'm glad you mentioned protein, healthy yeah. protein, right? I right. Mean, Absolutely. And water for sure. I mean, water I do, have, I have both when I'm <laughs> on camera. all day long, I walk around with, you know, in the morning time, I still have a little bit of the hot tea and then I have my water. But yeah, water and protein. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. And so and, and so back to the to the shedding part too. And, yeah. and and about that closet door that I um that I don't have anymore. Um I think my theory, Juliet's theory, um, is that some of that stuffing of emotion, yes, and that stuffing of 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 of, of psychic pain yeah. was was in my body. Yes, absolutely. In my I body. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree. Yes. And so, and so not only do I know I, I don't have my closet that I can stuff things in, I also don't have the, this body space to stuff emotions yeah. in. So, so I'm, um, hmm, <laughs> let's just say that I am like, super real these days. Yes. I don't have uh, the ability. I seem to have lost the ability to stuff things I anywhere. That. I have nowhere to stuff them. So, yes. um, so here we are shedding. And, and that is, you know, um, you just make me smile over and over and over. It's always, it's such a great joy uh, to be sharing this time with you because these are such powerful things that you're sharing that change people's experience of life. It changes their marriage. It changes their relationship with children, with siblings, with parents. You know, it, it's just, it, it, um, 
I have somebody new that I'm working with one-on-one. And I said, you know, let's talk about what you want to have more of what, you know, you want to release, let Mm -hmm. go of. And, you know, what do you, what do you want? How can I help you? This was before she signed on to work with, before we both agreed to work together. And, um, you know, I sat back with a smile and I was like, these things are all interrelated. Mm-hmm. They're all, they all, like you're talking about being super real and, and releasing and shedding and not having that closet that, that we're like, you know, it, I'm a little taller than you. I'm five, five and, and a half. Um, and maybe today five foot six, you know, <laughs> let's see if I get it, you know, but, um, you know, how much energy, like I was trying to explain to her, it takes for us to shove or push or close or lock that door uh-huh. and to compartmentalize. I think it, 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 it probably brings down our fire of digestion, our metabolism. Uh-huh. We're just energetic. Energy is going to something that we shouldn't be needing to do or don't have to, I don't know the right words, but you know what I'm saying? I, mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, I love the way you said, I, I believe, but I, uh, I wholeheartedly believe and feel it with you because um, when we do get to that place or hopefully we make it to that place or we start realizing that we don't have to live like that, how freeing it becomes. And uh I think a lot of times people aren't able to attach words to their emotions. I think that we live in a society where, well, men shouldn't cry or right. you know, um, children, should seen, children should be seen and not heard or right. you know, a wife should be seen and not whatever the, okay. whatever the, we heard. Yes. Or somebody, you know, somebody said that was true when in yeah. fact that is not. And that's so true. So true. And so the color, I mean, you've given so many things, but um, your books, if you don't mind, share with us about your books. I love the fact that you're an author. Oh, yes. Um, that was a, that was not something that was on my bingo card. Uh, by the <laughs> way. So, but um, so I, I've, yeah, I've written two books. One, mm-hmm. uh, the first one was Notes to My 25-Year-Old Self, A, mm. spir- a Spiritual Journey. Um, that was 2011 or so. Um, I sort of wrote that as a, a, a labor of love. Um, mm-hmm. my, my daughter was turning was turned 25 that year. And, wow. uh, it came about through, um, just a series of conversations that we were having. Um, cause she was, you know, trying to figure out her, her place and yeah. purpose and meaning in the world. And so, yeah. and she was feeling pretty down on herself. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, um, I wanted her to know, um, that her journey was, uh, one, not unique and yeah. you know, a lot, a lot of developmental, um, in, in some ways in terms of the journey of the journey, the journey of womanhood. I'll, yeah. I'll go there. Um, so notes to my 25 year old self, spiritual journey was book. Number one, second book was leaving church, finding faith, um, Mm. six steps for finding your purpose in the world after leaving the Christian church. And so, Mm -hmm. um, Christian church or what I call churchianity was one of the things I shed. Um, (laughs) and, uh, um, so living life on this side of, um, 
living life in 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 a spirit a spiritual but not religious um yeah. framework um has really been the word that comes to mind is expansive um, yes yes and um in terms of wholehearted living um it um and 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 I'm and I'm a social worker so we we talked about that before and so when mm-hmm. I and I've always been able to see I think because I'm just drawn to that work but also through training and um education uh that all of us are just um miniature um we are all miniature worlds that are impacted by all the other things that surround us. So all the systems yes. that surround us, we are, mm-hmm. we are the nucleus of the systems that surround mm-hmm. us. And when you mm-hmm. take into, when you take into consideration of a, of a, of a person who's doing, you know, name a thing that they're doing good, good, bad, or indifferent when you, and especially the, you know, when we try to pathologize people and their behavior, um, the, when you take into consideration the systems that they've come out of, the family system yeah. that they've come out of, the the community, neighborhood, the, the all the all the things that have come to play mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. human being, it, some of their behaviors make complete sense when you right. take all of that into consideration. Correct. And so, so that's that's a social worker thing. That's just that's just that's me. I'm like a social yeah. worker, social worker to the bone. Um, that I, I, you get that. And so you have to, you can't, you can't look at that person and look at that behavior and not consider all the things that are impacting that person. Um, get get a get a bigger system, a systemic story mm-hmm. uh, of of what's impacting that person and whatever it is they're displaying uh, behavior wise on that day on any given day. Yeah. Um, and when I shed that word again, when I shed, um, dogma, Mm -hmm. church, uh, dogma and some of those messages that I had internalized. Um, um, and it's, and it's interesting to me now when I, when I talk about that being, while I internalize that because I, I have studied, I've, I've read the book. And so a lot of times, and, uh, like you said, um, it's about love and, forgiveness and grace and um, acceptance and and all of those things. And whereas many of the churches that I have been, that I have called mine uh, over the years Mm -hmm. have been about Mm -hmm. separation and about um, judgment and about, you know, who's worthy, who's not, who's in, who's, Mm -hmm. who's out, Mm -hmm. um, not, not, not pulling everybody into the boat. um, Right. Right, right. And, and the boat of love. Um, mm-hmm. And so, um, but being, having that still warred with me in terms of the things that I was actually reading for myself and understanding right. myself and the things that I was um, showing up for on, on a Sunday or whatever day that I decided that I was going to church. And so, so, much, so, so that was a lot of, of un- unlayering um, and yeah. getting down to, getting down to the core of, of, of my humanity. Mm -hmm. And, and once, I don't know if I'm there because I think it's an ongoing process, but the more I, the more I go down to that place, that core, the more, the more I reach for that core, that's so hard for me to hate other people 
it's right. I, I just I just have this overflowing well of empathy. Yes. Exactly. We're all just we're all just, you know, bing, 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 indoctrinated mm-hmm. with all the things with with the news and the medias and all. the, mm-hmm. And we're just in and we're moving so fast or maybe not. I don't know. Or we've got so many things, different things to deal with. Yeah. And 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 everything around us is is coming is coming up that we're bad or not good enough or mm-hmm. not thin enough or mm-hmm. un, unworthy of mm-hmm. care and concern and peace and yeah. harm, harmony and wholeness. And so, and the more that I connect with that part of me that I think connects with the universe, the more empathy I have for my, my sister and fellow humans. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I love that. And I don't come from the same background as you uh, doing the work that you do, but I've always found people fascinating. So for me, you know, like, why do they think that way? How mm-hmm. do, why do they feel that way? So same as similar as you, but not coming from, you know, just being as a child, like, why does that person believe that or feel right. that or, you know, think that. Right. And it's so true when you take a step back and realize what they've been through or what, or if we ask, right? right. So many times people start making an assumption. This person is, you know, my dad would say that person has a chip on their shoulder. And it's like, well, I wanted to know, why do you have a, ch- why? You have a chip? Yeah. Why do you have a chip? Why, why do you have a chip? Person- and what is, what does the chip mean? What's inside right. that chip? Right. Yes. And um, do you really want to carry it? Cause it sounds right. like it might be throwing you a little bit off heavy. balance. You know, it's do you have heavy. two chips, you know, like, <laughs> so. So there's a, there's an image. Um, and if I find it, I'll, 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 I'll send it to you of, uh, someone drew a picture, a drawing of, uh, a woman, uh, with this huge knapsack on her back, huge. And, and she was walking and just sort of bent over and, um, and it was bigger than her. This, this knapsack that she was hauling around on her yeah. back. And yeah. that is, and that was, I mean, it was, if a picture, they say a picture is a thousand words, that right. was like 10,000 words. Yeah. Um, we're all just walking around with these heavy. Yes. Knapsacks on our back. And, and, and the world is heavy yeah. and the world, the world can be dark. And mm-hmm. yes. Um, and we, those of us who, and you, you said this earlier, um, we found a little bit of light um, or we, we know what the light is, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then I, I feel that I have to be intentional about yes. not making it more dark, but oh, intentional about at least being a candle, you know? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. And you know, that intention is something again we have to choose daily. You have to choose it because it's hard. Because people yes. are people are challenging, and let's not yes. hey, let's not get it twisted. People are challenging on the best day. Yeah, um, and and I think that I I had shared with somebody um, may have been on a an episode that I don't watch the news, and they sat there. I said, you know, it doesn't serve me. I I don't feel happy or fulfilled 
listening to the news. And it goes against my parents believe I should be at least watching 30 minutes a day, which I think would make me need maybe high blood pressure medicine, you know, <laughs> depression medicine or both, or I don't even maybe a third medicine because I know how I feel physically and mentally and spiritually after taking in the news. Yeah. So for me, um, when I said that, you know, I was just saying it off the cuff, but she sat there and stopped and was like, I never thought about that. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a simple choice, but it's something I'm intentional about. And I asked my husband if he would be intentional because I watched how he would get like mm-hmm. a bit anxious, not sleep right, agitated. sleep well, mm-hmm. agitated, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know, I, I challenge you to find better, like something fascinating, like a conversation with you to, today, Juliet, you know, mm-hmm. We do have access to podcasts now. We do have access to different forms of television even. And um, and how we choose to show up, how we choose to spend our time and being intentional of choosing us as being worthy and how we, what we put in front of ourselves, whether we're reading, seeing, sitting someplace. Um, so I'm glad you hit on all of the things that I love to talk about. So- <laughs> If it's okay with you, I'd love to pull a card from the opening to possibilities um, deck that I created back in 2017. I was trying to think when it was the other day and I was like, wow, it's been a few years. So I think I'm ready. (laughs) Yes. These are, um, let's see. So I'll just shuffle or, I mean, I shuffled. I'll thumb through and you just tell me when to stop. So I'll, I'll start now. I can't see the word. Oh, how funny. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. Love. Right. right. It's so funny. Every time I do this, it always comes the right word for the conversation we've had. And um, I love that about this deck. So these were created to give a statement, three questions to either use as a journal prompt in case you're afraid of looking at a blank page. <laughs> allowing us to go deep inside to connect with our emotions like you were talking with early talking about earlier and they could be used as conversation starters or for meditation so it says do everything in love which i know you do um so the first question is do you agree which i just gave the answer to what challenges can arise and how do you overcome them I think we hit all of these. I think we, did. I think we talked about that. Too. I was going to say, uh, I think we talked about the challenges and overcoming. I think we just said with the intentions. So was yeah. there anything else you wanted to add to that, Juliet? Um, I I think I want to add that um, the my daily, not daily, because it's, I, I don't know. I don't think I think about it daily, but part of my intentional work ongoing mm-hmm work is going back to that statement about worthiness, that it's okay to love myself. Yes. Uh, it's okay to give myself love. Yes. Um, and um, because I haven't always mm-hmm. and um, over the min the decades um, I have looked outside of myself for sure. love and validation mm-hmm. and um, being able to getting to this awareness. And I, and I do think, 
some some of it might be de- developmental, some of it might just be surviving, right? Yeah, is yeah. Um, choosing choosing to love myself, choosing myself is is an act of love, yeah, and grace that yeah. I and gifts gifts that I give myself. So well, and when you give them, <clears throat> I believe it fills our cup to be able to love better ourselves. Yes, our absolutely, and, absolutely, and so forth. And so um, that was beautiful. Thank you. So Juliet, is there anything, well, I just want to say listeners, you can find all of Juliet's contact information, uh, also a link to her books because you'll want to read them. And, um, but is there anything else you would like to offer or final words? No, I, um, I appreciated the conversation and I'm, uh, uh, Mary Lou is magical. And so yeah. she, she uh, connects, connects us. And so, um, so I, I'm grateful for the opportunity and I'm, I'm grateful to, to, uh, meet you, uh, a kind of a sister from another mister on a different yes. coast. Yes. <laughs> so. and, and, and the, um, the similarities just keep, uh, showing up. So yeah, it's, yeah, no, Mary Lou, Lou is incredible. She's an incredible connector. And she was just on the show um, recently. So it was lovely to share the the mic with her. And you are just delightful. I'm so glad for everything. You know, this sounds funny for me to say, but I think you can understand all the life experiences that you've been through have shaped you to be who you are today. And I know they weren't easy, comfortable, or enjoyable, but I'm thankful you've been through them and decided to take the the journey far enough to reach that enlightenment and um, transformation and that you're ever evolving. And for that, I say kudos, thank you. And, uh, you know, I adore you for that. Thank you, Gina. And so with that, I just want to say... uh, We spoke about a lot of things today, one of which came up is why am I here? And I'd like to invite you to Purpose, Possibilities and Prosecco, a two-hour transformation like no other, where we are able to give you the clarity through a face reading and transformational mentoring. So you have two of us in a private setting, either virtually or in person. And you can find that also in the show notes. Till next time, be exquisite. Thank you.